Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. We're going to look back at a game that took place on Tuesday between Rochdale and Wimbledon. But first and foremost, I am joined in the studio by the regular crew of Barry, Paul and Adam. I have a special guest, Charlotte Atherton, Latics fan. How are you doing, Charlotte? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. Firstly, we're going to delve into a game that wasn't a game for us, but most of us spent the evening either watching it or following the game on uh, social media. And that was AFC Wimbledon versus Rochdale down at the New Plough Lane. And what a game it was. It looked like it was going against us for the majority of the game. And even into the, the 96 minutes, it was going against us. The Dons missed the penalty. Poor defending for, for goals. But then Joe Piggott got, gained himself the freedom of Wigan to earn... Uh, the Dons, a 3-0 draw with a 97th minute, minute equaliser and they came back from two goals down. It was, a, it was a strange night for scores all in all in League One yesterday. But Barry, how much did that game and that result mean to us? Oh, it was massive. I think we were all praying that Wimbledon would do Rochdale and then <laughs> and they went 2-0 up, didn't they? And we were thinking, oh my goodness, no, no, no. Please, no. And looking at, like you mentioned, the, the, the goals were very poor defending. There was one of the Rochdale goals. There were two men free at the far post. I think they were both quite nervous, as, as can be expected. But Joe Piggott stepped up, missed a penalty. I thought at that stage, we, you know, they weren't going to get back in it and we would be up against it with, you know, going to hole and obviously Rochdale would have been buoyant and uh, they got winnable games. Then the sucker punch came. Fantastic for us in Wimbledon, that. So, yeah, that's off to Super Joe Piggott. Charlotte, how did you um, react to that game? Were you following it? Um, for me, I was like, I'm going to not focus on the score because 90 minutes of stress is not what I needed. Um, but to be honest, if someone had told me at the start of the season, you know, um, with two games to go, we'll be eagerly awaiting a Rochdale and Wimbledon result to, you know, see if we might actually be in with a chance of staying up, I'd have taken it 100%. So, yeah, it wasn't really a case for me where I was overly concerned if Rochdale won, Wimbledon won, because to be in that position anyway is unbelievable. So I was quite happy with the with the draw in the end. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's the, it's the Liam Richardson, Richardson school of thoughts. I know he... Uh wrote or spoke to the post about it 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 was difficult to not keep an eye on it I must admit I had Sky Sports News on and I was watching the goals go in and then lost it a bit with uh, tweeting after the game Paul psychologically for Rochdale now what's that going to do to them it's going to hit them hard I mean basically both the other teams need a minimum of four points I think Rochdale are the ones that are behind us on goal difference as well aren't they so they've basically thrown away two points which would have made a massive difference in that They've got to pick themselves up, and you know if we go if if we go ahead on against Hull and word gets to them that we're winning, I think Rochdale are not the ones to worry about now after that result last night. Northampton have got the goal difference advantage, so we still need to worry about them a little bit. Um, but that's all. You know, four if you're four points ahead with two games to go, you should be bringing that home. Wrong way around that, Paul. Is uh, it Rochdale's got the better goal difference? And Northampton, uh, three minus three were softer than us. But right. if they win their games, which they need to do, they'll make that up on us anyway. So remember a few weeks ago, you said, ah, it doesn't matter about the five nils. Goal difference doesn't matter. When, when we get a draw on Saturday or we beat Hull, it won't make the slightest bit of difference. 
We've got a, we've we just need three points from them last two games, and we're home and dry. All I'm going to say, Paul, is read the agenda, read and understand it. The table's in there. Mr. Pendles will come to you for your uh, first comments of the evening. Wimbledon, safe, not no. mathematically, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say definitely. I think it was a massive point for them because I think they've got a tough, tough running uh, last couple of games. They had the form, don't they? You know, I think it's it's really, really bizarre. You know, you look at Wigan, Wimbledon and Rochdale are probably the form teams, certainly in the bottom half of the table. And actually we'd be, you know, if we were if we were matched up against the likes of uh, Sunderland at the moment, you know, we'd be, you know, teams, teams Portsmouth, them sort of teams were playing a lot better than they are, were picking up the points. I did say about a month ago that Wigan and Wimbledon would be safe. And I'll probably stick by that. I think psychologically, as uh, you asked Paul before, it's going to hurt Rochdale that. You can tell what last-minute goals do for teams because they took a 2-0 lead on the back of a very late equaliser at Crewe on Saturday. I think it will have the opposite effect. I personally think that they're not... Even if we don't get another point, I don't think Rochdale will catch us. Who knows? Who knows? You know, it's been a weird season. I mean, who would have said yesterday that three sides would equalise in injury time in League One? That's the madness of the season. So it's not over till it's over. But as you well know, back in August or whatever it was, I said we'd be safe. I've always been an optimist. I just want to uh, pick Adam up on his point there. Uh, He doesn't think that. Rochdale will get another point. But yeah, it ridiculed me last week or the week before when I was saying uh, we're safe. You were still a few points short. What, what are Rochdale on now? They're on 44. I said no, t- no team below us will get 45 yeah, but, points. Yeah, did I? Yeah, but what about Northampton? You can pick me up on Rochdale, but I actually think I think Northampton will finish above Rochdale. Oh, so they're gonna, they'll, they'll beat uh, Blackpool and Sunderland then? Sunderland, they're awful. They've gone. Northampton beat Northampton beat the best manager that we've had in a long time. Three 0 the other day. So don't write don't write Northampton off, little Northampton. I like the six fields. Well, we'll come to that shortly. Charlotte, we're gonna turn our attention to yourself for a moment. Yeah, just give the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, and how you came to support the greatest club in the world. I'm Charlotte. I went to my first Wigan game about 10 years ago against Tottenham. I absolutely hated it. They lost. It was dreadful. And I asked my dad on the way out, I was like, why do you put yourself through this every week? Like, why do you do that? Then a couple of months passed. We got through like winter because I wasn't going to another another game in the cold. And um, then we won the next game I went to. I can't remember if it was against Stoke or Swansea. But um, it kick-started the massive, amazing run we went on at the end of the um, 11-12 season. Um, so just in time to watch us beat Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, uh, Newcastle. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. So I think I was led in with a bit of false sense of security. But um, yeah, it was Stoke, as Barry <laughs> pointed out, that um, that we beat. Uh, but yeah, I was led in with a bit of false sense of security, I think, and then Wanted a season ticket and then we got relegated from the Premier League, but it was fine because we won the FA Cup. So, yeah, very, very lucky to have had the start I had. It was all a bit downhill from there, but never boring. So that's the main thing. It, it isn't ever boring. I mean, you know, unfortunately for you, you, you missed the, the rise to the Premier League and there was some, you know, some great days there. Um, you probably wouldn't have been old enough to go to the likes of Preston away and, uh, and things like that when... Uh, 
people are making the debuts that became on to be legends of the club, the likes of Jason Roberts, Gary Teal, etc. But it's that sticking with us, isn't it? Through the the tough times, you've obviously experienced the the Europa League, and were realistically short and long term. Can you see this club going? Now we've got the new owners in. I'm just hoping. Obviously, try and stay up this season. But now we've got the new owners in. You know, I just think hopefully get back to the championship in the next three to five years, potentially. I've been listening to Mal a couple of times. Um, so, yeah, and to be honest, after everything we've been through, I'd be more than happy to remain in League One in the championship for a, a while yet to go. Um, and obviously, if they ever want to go back to the Premier League, I'm not going to say no, but, you know, for the time being, I wouldn't mind just back in the championship and beating some of the some of the teams in around the middle of, of, the, of the table and just having a non-stressful season for once. It's starting to look like the leagues are, are getting, to, obviously coming towards the business end of the season, the leagues are starting to take shape as what they're going to look like for next season, bar obviously the playoffs. If you can pick out one away that you're looking forward to next season, where would that be? Salford have just made the playoffs for League Two, so if they got promoted... Um, that would be great because I go to uni there. So that would be brilliant. But to have fans with the fans back, it would be great to try and get to Stadium of Light at Sunderland if they don't make it up through the playoffs, which I don't think they will because they're on a bit of a rough patch at the minute. Um, so that would be great. That's a stadium I've never been to before, which would be fun. Right then. Well, you're remaining with us for the, for the remainder of the podcast. So we're going to turn our attentions to the remaining fixtures. Wimbledon play Portsmouth at home and Lincoln away. We play Hull away this Saturday and then Swindon at home the final day of the season. Rochdale host Doncaster and then take a trip to Will Griggs, MK Dons. And Northampton have the two tough games, for me, the two toughest games possibly against Blackpool and Sunderland. I agree with what we said earlier on, Wimbledon, they've got, you know, a tricky, tricky pair of games, as have Northampton. Barry, where are the points going, do you feel? Wimbledon will probably beat Portsmouth. That's my opinion anyway, because Portsmouth are, have been shocking this past past few weeks since they played us and got that, that uh, lucky goal from 45 yards or whatever it were. But Lincoln away is a tough game for them. So I can see them getting another three points. You don't know with Doncaster, do you? Because they're going through... Uh, a bit of a, an injury spell at the moment, and so they've got a few players out with COVID. But they did well yesterday at Peterborough, coming from two 0 down. I've got a f- funny feeling that's going to be a draw, and I just hope Will Grigg will do the business for us on the last day of the season. Northampton, I don't think they'll get a point. Charlotte, it's it's tight down at the bottom. Six points separate Northampton in twenty second and Wimbledon in 19th and obviously the six points to play for firstly have we slash will we do enough to get ourselves over the line I think a few weeks ago if you'd have asked me that I'd have said no but now I think they've really turned it around they've hit some amazing form just at the right time and I really do think we have it in us to stay up I just want to get it done this weekend um if we can try and grab something against Hull but I think Rochdale have the best chance if they're going to stay up to stay up out of the two out of the two teams of Rochdale and Northampton. So yeah, I think we've done enough, but we just need one little last push now. It's going to be a difficult place to go, isn't it, Charlotte, to Hull on Saturday because 
if they get the three points, that's effectively them getting the league title. Um, it'd have been nice to know that they'd been out on the pop all week, but uh, our sources suggest that they had a night out on Saturday, and that is it. Yeah, definitely. But you've got to think like, who really wants to go up as champions these days? You know, a lot of the time, people who go up as champions they always get relegated for next season. So, you know, try and go up second if they want to do that. It's fine. Um, but no, it's going to be a really tough game. There's no doubt about it. Um, but. You know, anyone can beat anyone in League One. We've beaten Sunderland. No one thought we would do that. Beaten Doncaster. You know, we, we've had some really good results. So if we can just get one final result, they'll have done the job and it'll be well done and done with. Absolutely. No one give us a prayer at the start of the season. And if I, I probably have it in messages somewhere from uh, our, our bookmaker, Mr Pendlebury, where, what the odds are on us to uh, be relegated. But uh, Paul... You you are sometimes sitting on the fence and off, try to offer a bit of, uh, you know, for and against the arguments. Are Rochdale and Northampton getting out of this or is it going to be Wimbledon and Wigan? <clears throat> no, it's going to be Wimbledon and Wigan. Wimbledon are already safe because there's not a chance that two of the teams below them are going to overtake them. Um, we might overtake them, but there's not a chance Rochdale or Northampton go win-win. And, and overtake Northampton might overtake Rochdale. They're not overtaking us. It might close up a little bit from a four-point gap. It might open up. It, it, I don't think we're going down. I don't think Wimbledon are going down. The gaps are too big. Uh, Mr. Pendlebury, there's a lot of ramifications for the top end of the table with the the teams that are um, be played against Wimbledon. Obviously, play Pompey and Lincoln, who are you know you'd say Lincoln are, are safe in that playoff spot. But Portsmouth could drop out. Can you see Wimbledon picking up points there at all? Well, yeah, I probably could really, um, because at the moment, you know, the form is very important. You know, and you know, Portsmouth have been struggling along for the last few weeks since Barry said he got that lucky win at Wigan. But the form generally has been pretty poor, and Wimbledon's has been pretty good. You know, if you just look at the, you know, like when you see the. BBC form table and you you look for greens, don't you, for your, your greens and then your, uh, your blacks for your draws. And then, so you look at the bottom and there's, there's, a, there's 19, 20 and 21. I'll get all the listeners, look at that. You know, there's not a loss between them in the last five games. And there are 10 wins between them out of uh, a possible 15, right? So that is unbelievable form for teams at the bottom. And then I turn to Portsmouth and Sunderland, right? You are two big clubs who are in the top six at the moment. And you've got Sunderland, who have lost three and drawn two. And you've got Portsmouth, who've only won one in five, lost two and drawn two. So, like Barry said, you, you can see, even though on paper it looks like, well, Wimbledon near the bottom are playing Portsmouth in sixth. But if you actually look deeper into it, you'd probably say, to an extent, Wimbledon almost start the favourites for that game. So, and they only need a point to stay up, don't they? Anyway, that was crucial for them last night. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree that Northampton will get nothing, but they're not going to get enough. Rochdale won't get enough. I actually think we'll finish above Wimbledon. We'll win. We'll win our last two games. When we've needed stuff at the end of the season, we've always been very good in our penultimate game. 
if you look over the look over our records uh, in our penultimate game, Aston Villa away, Steve Bruce, two thousand and eight, I think, two 0 win, and then the the other one that comes to mind was that penultimate game against Blackburn, the uh, the infamous chicken game, if you remember, the Alcaraz last minute chicken game, that was the penultimate yeah. game as well. So Wigan are ace in penultimate games, so we'll go to Hull and we'll win three 0 I've got my prediction in earlier. 3-2 against West Ham was a penultimate game as well. Well so done, Paul, yeah. on the last day. Brilliant. We're brilliant on penultimate games, Wigan. We're the penultimate Kings. I'm going to whip round the team now. Um, and Barry, start with you. Who's going up via the playoffs? I'd love to say Sunderland because we'd get half a million quid. But like Adam says, the form's shocking. But you never know, do you? You just don't know. The playoffs are a lottery. I mean, Blackpool dead suits a couple of weeks ago. You've got Oxford just outside the playoffs. Uh, they had a blip last week, but they're still they're in good form, four wins out of five. Charlton could force their way in at the last minute. And MK Dons are an outside bet. Who's going up via the playoffs? Lincoln City. Charlotte, who's going up? Uh, I'd have to agree with Barry. I think Lincoln will go up. Um, they've been up there all season. So, yeah, I think they deserve it. But anything can happen in the playoffs. But I hope they go up. Paul? Team in third place, team coming into the playoffs with the best form. So, yeah, you'd be daft not to put your money on them. And Adam? Could be Peterborough, because they're not they're not automatically up yet. I'll, I'll go a long shot, Peterborough, to go up through the playoffs. Drop yeah, off. I'm only, jo- I'm, only, I'm only joking. Sunderland will go up. I think if they secure the playoffs, I think third time lucky for Sunderland, three years in a row. Form goes out of the window for playoffs. It, 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 there's just no point looking at it, really. I mean, sometimes, yes, if you've had... The only the only exception to that is that team who basically goes through uh, 10, 15 games and gets in in sixth place on the last day of the season, Barnsley. It used to be friends of ours, but are no longer friends of ours. Um, but if you remember, they, they, they got in on the last day with that win at Wigan and then got, got promoted as a sixth-place team, having been bottom at Christmas. So, But this season, I think I think Sunderland on the day, cup final form, I think I think they'll do it. Right, let's move on to more pressing matters to do with the Latics. The supporters' club have confirmed that money started returning to people's banks, bank accounts as of Monday the 26th with regards to the money that was donated in an effort to save the club and fortunately was no longer needed. I think they've processed over 6,000 uh, transactions so far. And I'd urge you that if you've not had anything back in yet, just to keep an eye on your bank accounts. And then maybe next week, if you've still not heard anything, there are contact details if you need to chase anything up. Uh, the player of the season poll is out. We've tweeted it out. We're doing it via Survey Monkey. We're trying to be a bit more coordinated this year. And... Early indication show it's going to be a very tight race, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've gone for Jamie, Jamie Jones, club captain. Had a good, had a good season on and off the pitch. He had a sticky patch mid mid season, but he's pulled it together. What he's done off the pitch, he he deserves it. That's the accolade. We mentioned this on Sunday, Adam, didn't we? But it's there for voting on. We've had a lot of votes so far, haven't we? Yeah, we've had we've had quite a lot. Charlotte, have you uh, managed to put a vote in yet? Or and if you have, who have you voted for? I have, and I've gone for Luke Robinson because I think he had quite big boots to fill, um, trying to 
takeover from Tom Pierce when Pierce was injured. I think he's done a really good job. Um, obviously, there's been occasions where, um, you know, there might have been a couple of mishaps, but he's only 19 and he's really stepped up to the plate. And I don't think he necessarily gets the credit that he deserves. So I thought I'd go for Robinson. Paul, who have you gone for? Following Barry with Jamie Jones, but I would add that he's played pretty much every league game as well, whereas a lot of the other players have been in and out and chopping and changing. Um, I'm looking at thing here saying he's played 43 league games. So if that's that's up to date, he's only missed one. That was Rochdale away. Uh, I have also voted for Jamie Jones and Adam. In a word, in two words, maybe who have you voted for? Well, I've gone similar philosophy to the Luke Robinson uh, awarding youth, and I've gone for Chris Merry. I think it's important to say that regardless of who comes out with the most percentage, every single one of them for what they've done this season, keeping the club going, and potentially at the time recording, keeping us in this league, you know, they're all players of the season. And it'd be unfair to really single one person out. This week, we had the privilege of interviewing our chairman, Talal Alhamad. He um, wanted to take a step back, really, from the media limelight and obviously let the team do the talking. And he, you know, obviously deliver results in the uh, his position. But he said to us when they took over that he would do an interview with ourselves. So we sent him a few questions and he gave us some good answers, didn't he, Barry? He did indeed, yes. Quite an interesting and positive interview. I like what he said. They're all singing from the same hymn sheet anyway, aren't they? Him and Mal Brannigan and whenever Tom Mark comes speak, he is as well. But it's it's positive. Like he said, when when they took over, don't judge them on what they say. Let's judge them on what they do. So, So that's going to be coming during summer. I think they started off well with giving... Liam, the three-year contract, uh, getting it in place. So let's see what happens during summer. But yeah, if you want to catch that article, it's on uh, our Blogspot page. Uh, you can get it via our Twitter account or www.progresswithunity.blogspot.com. It was um, it was interesting to when we was having a conversation with him this week that he, he does actually listen to the podcast as well, which is is great. We, we knew we had a listener out that way, didn't we, Barry? We'd had a look at the statistics and we'd seen that there was a, a listener in Bahrain, at least one. Um, and it turns out that it was our chairman who, um, yeah, he seems very positive, very very nice gentleman, and uh, looking forward to meeting him when he's uh, when he's over. Yeah, and we have a, a listener in Andalusia as well. So, uh, good evening, Andalusia. <laughs> Can we have your points, please? Yeah, you're Mel- in Melbourne and Sydney as well. We've had some good feedback, haven't we, from Melbourne and Sydney this week? Fantastic. Yeah, Craig Fillingham, that. I know who that was. Big yeah. shout out to Craig. I've known him Darren, a few Darren, years. Darren Thompson, Darren Thompson as well in, in Sydney. So, good big shout to him. Can I just come in uh, briefly on. Um, the email responses. Uh, it was it's pretty much what what uh, Charlotte was saying earlier about the um, where we're going to be in the next three years, and it, it, it seemed like very much managing expectations, isn't it? You know, in the sense that there's no um, well, we need to be in the championship next year, and then we're going to be pushing for the Premier League in three years, which. You know, it might sound good. It might sound like uh, 
David Sharps, um, we're going to smash the league with 100 points when he first took over in League One. But I don't mind managing expectations because, it, you know, it means that the fans uh, come into the, you know, when, when we get back to the ground, we're all realistic about it. But actually, I genuinely believe that if we stay in this league next season, that we will be a contender, you know, because we're in a much better position than than lots of our rivals in financially. Um, and also, if we can keep most of our academy players, you know, they, they're top class. They, they are absolutely top class players. So, you know, I'm ever the optimist. And uh, I'll be, if we stay in League One, I'll be heading into that bookmakers and lumping on us for the title. Somewhere a, a few months back, I said that. I said, we'll survive this one and then win the next one. In fact, I think it might have been when we had Dan Gardner and Callum Lang on. Right then, let's turn our attention to the game at the KC Stadium on Saturday against champions elect Hull City. Barry, who's the man in the middle? Well, we've got a name referee this week. It's none other than Bobby Maidley, former Premier League official who uh, took a break from the game for a little misdemeanor, but he's back with a vengeance. He's already refereed us once this season. And that was our three-all draw away at Rochdale. He was a top-flight referee at the age of 27. He's refereed 33 games, issued 106 yellows, four reds, and awarded 11 penalties. Bobby Maidley. Previously, we've played Hull 26 times, won 11, drawn seven, and lost eight. The last meeting was in February this year sometime and the score was whatever the score was we'll not go into that in too much detail Hull's form uh, we said it was as good as ours they've won four and drawn one Barry how's the game going Saturday oh, it's, it, it, it's an horrible one to predict this because we're desperate for points and if you're looking at it with your heart you, you say we're going to go there we're going to get something from, from the game you're going to be thinking you know they they probably just need a point to win the, the title. Is it going to be this week? I'm going to use my head and I, I'm i going to say they're going to beat us 2-1. Fair enough, Charlotte. Um, it's a tough one. They beat us about 5-0 last time we played them. So um, I don't think it'll be that big of a scoreline, but I think I'm trying to think positively. So I would say 2-1 to Wigan, but it might be... We'll go... Uh, maybe a draw. 2-2. Two, two. We'll go 2-2. Two, two. Paul? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot. it's one of those, you're into the radio games, aren't you, where, I, mean, I suppose you're not because there's no crowds there to relate to the players, but where a team's losing ar- around you and it affects your game when it shouldn't. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with 1-1 because if, you know, if Lincoln are beating Peterborough, Hull are pretty much there, aren't they? They'll settle for a, they get a draw against us and they're done. So I'll go 1-1. Okay, and finally, Adam, just a quick, how do you see the game going on Saturday? Well, I think I've been pretty confident throughout, haven't I? So, uh, I don't think it'll be a repeat of that Premier League game in uh, 2008, the uh, 5-0 Zaki game. Um, but I, I'm pretty confident, you know, I'm pretty confident. We're brilliant on our penultimate game. I'm going for a 2-0 win. Charlotte's player of the season, Luke Robinson's going to bag a goal. I've been saying this for weeks. He's going to get one eventually. Right, well, I reckon we're going to beat them. We're going unbeaten to the end of the season, as I've said since probably about five or six games ago. Um, I think we'll smash them all over the park and draw one all. Uh, no, I, I think we'll win. I think we'll come away with a, a 2-1 win. Just fancy it. 
secure uh, our place in this division and uh, plan for next season. It's weird because the the tenants of the DW play at home against Hull FC and we play away against Hull FC on Saturday. Without further ado, we'll wrap up this week's episode. So with that said, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from us. Up the ticks. <laughs> <laughs>